Thank you very much, Suresh, for allowing us to interview you regarding your job and your position. But first of all, I'd just like to ask you who you are and what you do, please. Uh, thank you, Simon, for giving this opportunity. And hi, guys. I think uh, I'm, I, I hope everybody is safe uh, during this COVID. So yeah, so my name is Suresh. I'm from India. Uh, I did my bachelor's in biotechnology and completed my master's in uh, food science and technology from University of Helsinki, Finland. So after that, I was working there for a while for a company known as Pazar. And later, I moved back to India to, due to some personal reasons. And then I ended up uh, having a career in food product development. So for the past seven plus years, I've been into food product development. And that's all I know, basically. <laughs> yeah. In, in a nutshell, I would say uh, I'm having my time. Fantastic. So, I mean, my next question was going to be, uh, uh, how did you get into the line of work that you're in at the moment? But you kind of explained that with what you're with what you've said. Uh, do you, yeah. I mean, do you, do you enjoy working in product development? Yeah, so I completely, I thoroughly enjoy, right? So basically I was born and brought up in kitchens. So my mom, my aunt, like they had their own catering firm. So we have been uh, into this firm, for, uh, in this business for more than like uh, 15 years. Mm -hmm. But however, I never knew about uh, cooking or food product development. I have not even heard about food product development because my bachelor's was in biotechnology. So, uh, but... When I started going with my mom and aunt to this catering firms, like people used to come up with a lot of complaints, you know. Uh, I mean, why this rice is so mushy? Why this uh, sauce is so spicy? I mean, one thing I understood from that experience was like I, I used to assist them for during uh, from two, 2008 to almost like uh, 2011. So in this three years, I mean, it was a conscious three years. I understood that not everybody can be satisfied because everybody has tongue and everybody can comment on food they eat, right? So uh, there is no one size that can fit all. So that was the biggest learning. And when I stumbled upon food science in University of Helsinki, so I was always interested in the science part rather than the engineering part. So though I got opportunities from different like uh, food engineering from University of Salerno and other parts, other things, but I was really much more focused on the science part of it. And then University of Helsinki happened. So the interesting fact that I ended up in food product development was the day one, um, uh, Mr. Samsa Haralista from Pazar University, uh, from Pazar R&D. He's the research director during 2011. So he was giving a lecture on, uh, I mean, a guest lecture on what is food product development and how food is being designed. So that was the day one I sat in, uh, in the class and uh, I was listening to it. So he was explaining the fact. He was explaining one classical. He was explaining one classical situation that uh, uh, you know how how a chocolate is being designed for a pregnant lady. So he was explaining that you know one pregnant lady will be standing in the bus stop for waiting for bus, and due to some mood swings or anything like she she like they know that Finnish people are aware of uh, low chocolates. So when she opens a chocolate and she takes a bite and suddenly bus comes. Then she wants to take a bite again. So how a packaging design will be developed, right? Mm -hmm. So he gave one classical example for that. So I understood that a product developer needs to think in a microscopic uh, uh, level. So that was one uh, point where I, I really got kicked off. And then I started uh, delving more detail about the food product development and I felt my soul was there. So that's mm -hmm. how I ended up here. 
Ah, oh, fantastic. So, I mean, in your current role that you've got at the moment, what do you find are the greatest challenges? So, uh, currently, I head the R&D team at my uh, company. My company name is Arborea. So, we are a stevia manufacturing company. So, uh, I mean, we have developed a, a pan-Indian uh, extraction process and uh, development. Uh, we have an in-house product development setup as well, right? So, we also offer, like, uh, free product development solutions to our consumers, both at domestic scale and at a global scale. Mm -hmm. So, there are, like, two to three degree of challenges. So first thing is, as a startup, if you see, uh, we have very less recognition. Yes. So, and, and again, in this niche setup, if you want, there are like top big players uh, like Tate & Lyle, Ingrion, and they are also stevia suppliers. So when we go and pitch our uh, product, so they, they, they have like, they come into doubt, right? Are you, are, are you like, are you, are you a real ingredient supplier? So there are trust issues, and this is and this is and this is a this is a this is a very big problem. The second problem is you know getting the right people in the R and D team. So all the all the food technologists, all the graduates, they want to head for a bigger companies. I mean that's the that's the mindset at least I have seen in my experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, I mean people are not okay to come into startups. That is a, that is the second thing. And even people are okay to work in startups. They don't have the mindset. You know, for a startup, uh, you know, the typical nine to five work doesn't work. And you need to work for like a little bit of extended hours. That is that is again a that is again a challenge. And the third thing is, you know, as a as a as a though I hit the R and D, but you know, sometimes I need to do the marketing job. Sometimes I need to do the you know production job. Sometimes I need to do the quality analysis. I mean, it's a small team. We need to do like multiple things. Wow. So uh, when when a person, when my junior or my team member is being hired, so at certain point they need to push themselves, right? But uh, when we hire, like uh, the situation could have been a bit different, right? They might have been hired for a quality position. But due to this COVID, let's say this COVID is one classical situation. Not everybody can go to the R&D and start working. So mm -hmm. during that time, they might have to do the quality check or something else. And they offer a greater degree of resistance for them, right? So, yeah. uh, I mean, people can't be fitted into one single position, at least for startups. So, uh, I mean, those kind of awareness, uh, you know, can be, you know, put in either at the university stage or, you know, uh, companies should be aware, like, uh, uh, how the situation might change in future and they need to, you know, make a uh, compulsory note to the candidates who we hire so that, you know, things are communicated in advance. So they are also, you know, kind of prepared for those kind of situations. And the fourth thing is, you know, arranging all the raw materials from different vendors and, you know, getting our... Uh, product development trials done mm -hmm. that is that is altogether a uh, timing timing is the most important criteria so as a as a startup company as we indulge in like lot of different uh, other uh, you know uh, mm -hmm. non iterated or unplanned uh, steps we tend to lose the deadlines yes uh, so, uh, for us yeah. For a startup, like deadlines are really important. So in my initial stages, yes, I, I do accept the fact that I have missed like a lot of deadlines due to like um, uncertain steps. Mm -hmm. I think these are some. 
day-to-day challenges you face. Yes. Uh, I, I do think what you've said is is, is is pretty much to a lot of food companies, really, not just startup companies as well, because uh, there are times where you've got like, you know, big development things going on and your nine to five job role might be a little bit longer than what's nine to five is. Sometimes you've got to come in a bit earlier in the morning. Sometimes you might have to work later at night as well. So I do understand, you know, that, that this, this does happen. The traditional nine to five job in the food industry doesn't normally uh, go all the time now. You know, there is a lot of change. So in, in terms of your role and what you do, what are the, the kind of skills that you regularly use that would help in your job? Okay, so this is actually a very interesting question, right? So uh, there is no certain rules that an R&D uh, lead or an R&D person needs to have because everybody comes with their own background and they have their own purpose story. So uh, I would say when I started uh, pursuing NPD as my full-time career, I, 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 didn't, I never knew like there are certain essential skills that will be necessary. But out of my experience, I'm telling like these skills may work, right? Because that works for me. So for the first and topmost prior uh, uh, skill, I would say is data mining. You know, you need to, you one needs to know where to exactly look for the data. Beat, beat regulations, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, a, a random customer comes and asks, like, I want to develop a sugar-free, 100% sugar-free chocolates. And mm-hmm. still, they need to have, a, uh, you know, sugar. A typical chocolate has 40% of sugar. And they will ask for, you know, uh, sugar-free chocolates. And they say uh, clean label products, right? So we need to look for, uh, we'll need to be updated constantly. And we should also figure out, like, what are the other ingredients that will be that can uh, you know fit into this kind of uh, brief, right? So data mining is a most important part because not not all the solutions can be developed in house. So we need to frequently collaborate with you know both big players and the small players both domestically and globally, right? So mm-hmm. data mining and aware of what is happening in our own ecosystem that's the first and foremost thing I would recommend. So 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 second so second thing thing is. Uh, for a for a setup in India, so after 2015 only, like a lot of startups started venturing into food tech, right? Um, so before that, like there were like food delivery systems, like logistic based, like Zomato and uh, a Pan Indian uh, company that is known as Swiggy and Uber. Uber Eats was there, so they called themselves as a food tech uh, company, but I wouldn't say that as a food tech company. It's a food delivery or food logistics company. So food tech company means like who is doing like uh, basically a new product development or a new products, new food product or a, a you know proper uh, what do we call ingredient, new ingredient, right? Yes. So we need to be aware of what are the new ingredients that are actually venturing out. Right? First is the data mining part. Second is the what are the ingredients and different solutions coming out or, or offerings from the competitors. And the third thing is the sensory part. So the sensory part is, you know, often uh, an unnoticed area in uh, food product development. So, uh, I mean, many people, many decisions, at least uh, in startups, I have seen that, you know, most of the decisions are being taken in the boardroom. Just five people design the, decide the fate of uh, a big or futuristic product, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, that is, I mean, that, might, that approach could have worked like 
before uh, 2015 or 2016, but uh, lately that approach is it's not working, right? So we yeah. need to understand we are dealing with next generation ingredients. I, I, I would say like currently we are undergoing food 3.0, right? <laughs> so we have plant-based meats, plant-based milk coming up, you know, many alternatives. Even for coffee, there is molecular coffee, atomic coffee is coming out, right? So for everything, there is an alternative which is coming out. And uh, yeah. people are trying to reverse engineer everything. So I think the expectations of consumers needs to be understood at a very molecular level. Fantastic. And, and that can be done only with sensory. So they, like I know like there are new innovations happening both in sensory profiling techniques and uh, and artificial intelligence is one important thing a food technologist can consider because a lot of food pairing is happening. Uh, you know, new flavors can be created through that as well, right? So uh, digital digital tools can be taken as help. So these are the three primary things I would I would say, right? So, so data mining. So second second part is um, uh, look out for look out for uh, new offerings and new solutions from the company because uh, we are working on because we are working on stevia there is yes. someone who is professionally working on inulin and fos based uh, prebiotic fibers right we mm. can never match their expertise because the amount of time they have given is much more lot than what we have done right and the third third thing is the sensory and the fourth and final thing is the regulatory part so uh, regulatory gives you know certain amu- amount of flexibility in whatever products a product developers is developing and uh, you know many many at times we uh, miss out like major details as a startup company you need to you need to know like uh, you need to know like what are the different products stevia can also have to be used but in my initial stages i, I looked into the top categories like beverages are the most uh, lowest hanging fruit mm-hmm. and uh, uh, chocolates Beyond that, you know, I never looked upon different products at all. Then I realized like stevia has been allowed in like range of categories. So I had to, you know, broaden my focus and start reading and start delving more details in that aspect. So I think these are the four primary skills like, you know, that helps us to be, you know, both competent and it can help us to navigate through uh, even at difficult times. Fantastic. Oh, thank you very much, Suresh, for saying that. So just as a, as a final point, then, uh, what would you be your advice for uh, any uh, graduate student who is going for a job interview or is looking for a job interview? So in terms of the CV, cover letters, interviews? Yeah. So uh, I'm sure a, uh, not every fresher has an opportunity to learn and understand like a lot of technologies, uh, uh, techniques available throughout the industry. But what I would suggest is, you know, learn any three three techniques. It might be extrusion, it might be pasteurization, anything, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, learn what are the basic techniques around you or uh, within your campus or wherever you have to access. So if you are confident about any three different techniques, be anything, might be the most simplest thing, right? Fermentation, curd fermentation, just master those three three techniques. If someone asks or raises uh, raise a question. Uh, anything in that regard also, you will be having the confidence, yes, at least I'm master of three, uh, I'll be able to answer or at least give a hard try for that other questions that that is being raised, right? And also that gives a clean picture, okay, uh, I mean, what are the different uh, processes that exist from farm to folk 
and uh, what are the different departments they do what is what what a marketing team does what a ceo does so this functionality and it gives a both organizational view and a microscopic view right so this gives a very clean picture and and another most important thing is any every food technologist should must have like good amount of management skills because in, during my initial days like i terribly lacked at managing things though i was very good at technical stuff uh, i was very poor at uh, handling uh, you know different projects and uh, you know talking to people and other things right so i think that is one thing like i gave more focus i think i have made some improvements now right so these are the two parts i would recommend for uh, students great hey suresh thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today uh, i know you're probably very busy uh, in your in your current role at the moment and thanks to talk thanks for talking to me from india it's it's been yeah. a real pleasure talking to you so uh, thank you and i hope you have a fantastic day uh, and uh, uh, yeah great thank you it was really pleasure talking to you simon i i i should thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my experience with you right uh, yes. looking forward for another meeting with you very soon excellent thank you you take care and enjoy your day you do stay safe bye thank you bye bye, bye.